This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You are your greatest asset. It's time you started investing in that. Visit betterhelp.com slash files and take care of you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Ask Nick Edition. I am your host, Nick, joined in the studio by Amanda. Where is Allie? Where did she go? Allie had a very dramatic situation where there was... Are we allowed to talk about it? I think so. I don't know. It was, she was not... The point is that there was some crime activity at her apartment in the apartment next door to her. And on the phone, she was sort of saying that it was this... There was some kind of like shootout element and she found a rubber bullet in her apartment and she's just very confused as she to what's She found happening. a rubber bullet in her apartment? Yeah, because I think she thinks that the police were potentially using her like out... She has like a little backyard, like sort of courtyard area in the complex. And she thinks they were using that as their like positioning point for this standoff that they were in with a a man who I guess had broken into a different apartment or maybe lived there, but was unstable and also set the place on fire eventually. It was like, honestly, getting Ali's text it like, and I know it's true, but it kind of sounded like if someone had piled like 27 valid excuses to miss work into like one paragraph. There's no way he's not going to believe this. Yeah. She was like, I just want you to know how hardcore I am and that it would. She's gotten herself in some predicaments. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Are, are you in love with your new girlfriend? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one because I think on one hand, I kind of feel like my mind feels made up in the sense of like, oh, if there was anyone I was going to pursue a romantic relationship with like easily her. Like she's so wonderful. But then there's, I don't know, some of the people I'm seeing, I've been seeing for a little while and I like to see them and I'm like, I don't know if I should like, I, it's that weird, like, like what do we owe people? We're in situationships, not even like situationships, like just that we're like kind of in contact with, like how do we manage sort of like our own timelines with uh, like with, you know what I mean? Cause everybody's on their own timeline. Eventually you just kind of have to pick a movie you want to watch on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Is it shitty to see other people though? Even if you're like, okay, I know I'm going to watch this movie, but I'm still going to watch an episode of The Office. (laughs) I think a better analogy would be like, you're just watching a bunch of previews on Netflix. Yeah. But ultimately your goal is to watch a movie. I think it's just, I feel like, I don't know. I think the thing that like gives me pause is that there is just like one of the people who I'm seeing, like we've been very broken, like guy, we've been very communicative. Oh, he's still, he's back. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, so I don't know what to do in terms of like, and like I am in no, nobody, I'm not exclusive with anyone. Like there's nothing like shady going on. Like I'm no way sort of like implied exclusivity, but I'm like, I don't know what the, it's like, not just how do I not break rules, but how do I be like as kind to everybody as possible? What I've learned in this world, (laughs) It's something I was very guilty of and was guilty of for most of my 30s. And I think more, we're, we're, as a society, becoming more and more guilty of it. Is like we're learning all about like boundaries and like qualifying people. And I obviously preach shit like that all the time. And I'm all for having high expectations. But like at some point, you just have to fucking pick one and date. And see how it goes because you're only going to get so much information doing what you're doing with any of them. 
Like you can only watch so, like, you know, again, using the an analogy of like a, the Netflix preview, you're watching all these previews and you're like, this is a pretty good preview. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a, see, I think I would like watching this movie, but you know what? I don't know. This is another preview. seems like I like watching this movie. You're actually, and you're entertaining yourself. I actually used to love doing that. Like back in the day, like I used to like, like watching previews. I was like, <laughs> You know, the movies. Like, I love to go in the. I love. Oh, what's out next? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I would be mad if I'd go to a movie and, like, miss the previews. Like, I totally. Would... Such a fundamental part of the movie going experience. Yeah. And, and now we're looking for the perfect preview. And, like, again, with Netflix, you're having back in the day, if, like, Shawshank Redemption was on TV, you'd just watch it. But now you'd never watch Shawshank Redemption on Netflix because you're like, well, there's like a billion options. You just don't know what to pick. And, at some point, we have to like date, knowing that we can always break up. But you're going to find a lot more about either of them by focusing mo- all your energy on that one person. Like, start the movie knowing that, like, thirty minutes in, you'd be like, they have, uh, uh, you know, they didn't pull me in. First opening act, act one, not great. Didn't keep me, didn't keep me entertained. I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to try something else. And I think we spent a lot of time. Just day, like watching previews, watching previews, watching previews, looking for the perfect preview. And we're never going to find the perfect preview. I think that's totally fair. And I think I, you're right that I, like, I'm only going to get a certain amount of information out of this stage. Like it's inherently very limiting. I think the thing that I'm trying to like toy through in the moment is like with like, you know, the the girl I'm seeing who I like, you know, feel very positive about. Like <laughs> it was, she recommended a car wash and then I it was I was realized I was driving by her house. So I called her and I was like, hi, I'm outside your house and I'm on the way to the car wash. Like any chance you want to join just because like she was going on a weekend trip and we weren't going to get to see each other. And so we just went to the car wash together and we had so much fucking fun, even though it's like literally the lamest date in the whole wide world. So it's like on one hand, I'm like everything from this stage has been very positive. But the like, but we've still known each other less than two weeks, and I think for me, if I want to have a partner right now, it's like I really want them to be like I have got some trust issues, and like some of the working through is going to be me on my own time, but some of it is picking someone who's like rock solid, and so I feel like I'm still assessing for like consistency, and so because I want to kind of take my time and see how even outside of a relationship, like how she sort of like continues to navigate the dating phase, I'm like okay, well there's. I want more time to kind of like see how things go, see if behavior changes. So then during that time, is it messed up for me to be seeing other people? I wouldn't say it's messed up, but I think a lot of mistake people make is that you, we, we expect this reciprocity before we like give ourselves boundaries. Like there's nothing stopping you from saying, I'm going to focus on her or late broken leg guy, whichever one. And even if I don't expect the same commitment from them, because I think it's too early, say to define the relationship, but like I just... I just I want to I want to focus my attention on her because I want to pay attention to what she says. I want to and and I'm I recognize we still have a lot to get to know each other and I'm not going to like allow myself to just fall in love just because I've decided to do this, right? But like you set boundaries for yourself. Focus a little bit more and then maybe you're right cuz 2 weeks is a little early. But like you could be like I'm just going to enjoy liking her or enjoy liking him. Or just enjoy liking someone and enjoy being excited about someone. And it's a balance, right? Because it's hard to do that and not get like, caught up and fall. Yeah, and like idealize and create this version of them in your brain that is not the actual person you're going on dates with. But you're paying attention to what they say. And you're paying yeah. attention to, you know, and you take the good with the bad. In this world of serial dating and dating apps, we're counting on our rosters to slow us down. 
when we need to like I know, yeah. look at ourselves and be like, hey, slow down. <laughs> slow down and at, get to know someone. Yeah. Uh, we have a great episode for you. Uh, don't forget to send in your questions at asknickacastme.com, cast with a K uh, for our Ask Nick episodes. Always appreciate you guys sharing this uh, podcast with your friends. Tell your friends. If you have any friends struggling with relationships, insist that they listen to this podcast. Uh, obviously, we have our Bachelor Recap uh, out on Tuesdays. Can't thank you enough for, for telling your friends about our, our podcast, sharing it on your social. We, we try to reshare it uh, when you can. And uh, if there's nothing else, let's get to our calls. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How old are you? 26. How can I help? Okay. So I'm going to start off with the question and then give you a little bit of the background. Okay. Um, the question is, how do I make a first date not feel griefy? And a bit of background is that my dad died last year and the month prior my uncle did. And the reason it comes up on dates is because I get asked what I do. Um, and what I do is manage, well, help manage my dad's store and um, the business and the properties. And then it turns into the conversation of like, oh, well, how'd you get into that? And that's not really something that I'm doing. I'm in nursing school, obviously. <laughs> sure. Um, so what what do you manage? Your dad's uh, what? Just the biz business and properties. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So how does that translate into a first date? How do I bring that up? What do I do? And the reason that my uncle also gets brought up is because my uncle used to work for my dad. And it's like, it just, it ends up making the air really weird. Mm -hmm. Either the other person feels like they have to like trauma dump to compensate and be like bonding through that way, which isn't healthy. Um, or like, there's like this kind of like sad look in their eyes. Or they get uncomfortable. And like, mind you, everyone's been really great. Like, I don't think I've had any like bad reaction where anyone's been, where anyone's made me feel weird, but it's just not helpful in dating, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Um, I mean, I, I get it in the sense that I can imagine that it's challenging. I uh, fortunately um, can't empathize. Let me ask you this, like, well, how are you doing? with the passing of your father and your uncle. I'm okay. Um, but not there, there good yet. Days and bad days. Yeah, okay. So you're still dealing with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It the, happened. Well, the reason why I ask is, and I can only imagine that it would be normal, is that my guess is, you know, you're still dealing with it. So it's in your head. You're self-conscious about it. Maybe you're projecting a little bit you know, and giving your situation in terms of like what you do, like we could sit there and like role play and try to figure out like questions to avoid like them asking you, what do you do? And like, sure, we could try that. Right. But I think big picture wise, you know, I think you just have to, you know, give yourself some grace and, and just keep working through the loss that you experienced, right? Because, you know, I'm imagining like being on a first date with someone who like, like yourself and, and you like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I work manage these properties. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, how'd you get into it? And you're like, oh, well, my dad passed away. 
And then <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well, like I'm really, you know, and people would say something like awkward or like, you know, like, I'm really sorry. Like how'd that happen? Et cetera, et cetera. And there is no way, at least right now for you to avoid that. Like, what'd you, what'd you call it? Grieviness? Like that greasy, greasy like, air in a greasy day. Air? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On, it's it's not ideal. I get it, right? We want our first dates to be lighthearted and, you know, fun and whatever. But, you know, I'm someone, as I'm sure you probably know listening to this podcast, like, just we just got to try to take advantage of the situations that we are in. Did you know that even an okay credit score can cost you a hundred grand over the life of a 30-year home loan? <gasps> That's a lot of money. Well, it's true. And that's why you should use ScoreMaster before you apply for any loan. ScoreMaster can take your credit score from okay to great fast. The average user adds 61 points in 20 days or less. And you ask yourself, why? How can they do that? Well, because listen, your credit score is a fickle thing. And sometimes like paying off a credit card or uh, closing a credit card or maybe even opening a credit card or paying down a student loan by a certain amount will up your score just like that. And so it kind of helps you kind of massage your score and give you the right information to do that. And the thing is, credit rates have never been lower, but those rates will go up soon. So before you apply, visit scoremaster.com and add points to your credit score fast. Then you can maintain and protect your credit score with 24-7 credit monitoring and $1 million fraud insurance. It only takes minutes to enroll, see your points, get more points, and qualify for the lowest loan rates. Visit scoremaster.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is scoremaster.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get started today. Ladies, let's talk about your legs <laughs> and shaving them. Is that weird? Is that okay for me to say? Listen, I got a girlfriend. I, I understand the burden, the cumbersome that is to shave thy legs. Not a fun thing. No, no, no. No, no. That's right. But Athena Club's razors are here to help ease the pain and make life a little bit easier for you. The Athena Club razor is designed with built-in skin guards to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on uh, curves. I realized when I was like 14, I was in the shower and the only razor there was my dad's. And I was like, what mm. the hell? Women get bad razors usually. And so that's why like with Athena Club, it rocks because it's not like a terrible janky razor that doesn't work. It's like the good stuff that they usually say for the men. Yeah, with Athena Club, the only problem you're going to have is your man stealing your razor. The razor blade is surrounded by a water activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid. That's in all the good serums now. Mm, which is the holy grail for skincare. The best part of the razor kit is it's only $9 and comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for sour storage, and the razor has six color options, but they also have black and white razors, which I've never seen before from other brands. Concur? Yeah, I've never in my life seen an all-white razor. How's their shave phone? Oh my God, top notch. Top absolutely top notch because it's like it's really silky but mm. it you can still cut through it with the razor so top top notch also stole that from natalie uh show your skin you care with the athena club razor kit sign up today and you'll get 20 percent off your first order just go to athenaclub.com and use promo code v-i-a-l-l that is a-t-h-e-n-a-c-l-u-b.com with promo code v-i-a-l-l for 20 percent off we are going through different stages in our lives. All of us, we have our good moments. We have our good years. We have our bad years. We have times of uh, 
you know, feeling down, feeling up, et cetera, et cetera. And right now you're kind of in this period of obviously grieving the loss of your father and your, and your uncle. And so you might not be able to completely avoid that. And quite honestly, I feel like us role-playing and being like, let's figure out a way to try to avoid this conversation would be an additional stress that you shouldn't be thinking about on your date. So what can you do? Like what you can do is see if someone like helps you through this in a way others don't, you know, like you mentioned, like, you know, you just have to trust your gut in a sense that um, there are going to be, at least if you're open to it, there are going to be men who approach this differently or handle it differently. And there might be a guy or two that for whatever reason handles that conversation like in a really nice way, you know? And if they don't, maybe that's a sign for you to be like, ah, I don't know, like not my guy. And if you listen to the show, we know that regardless of what you're going through right now, most of the guys you're going to go on dates with aren't going to be your guy, right? And usually when we are forced to have, you know, deeper conversations or more intense conversations early on, we're peeling back layers that we sometimes do, like don't get to peel back until date three or four, right? Most of the time we'd be like, oh, well, it's the first date. Don't bring that up. You don't have to get heavy, you know, all these things. And as a result, sometimes we don't get to learn as much as we like to, which is okay because sometimes we just want to like, you know, see if we can have fun with someone, you know, see if there's some chemistry. So just take the good with the bad. The opportunity you have for here, here is without trying to, without forcing it, you're going to have slightly deeper conversations early on for a period of time, right? And as a result, you might learn more about someone on a first date than you otherwise would if it was like, let's go bullying and not talk about, you know, deep shit, right? Mm. So I think just, you know, I'm just trying to like change your perspective on not stressing yourself out and not like taking it too hard on yourself. Be like, I wish I didn't have to talk about this every time, which I get sucks, right? Yeah. But it is an opportunity for you to like learn, you know, like you're, you're 26, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're an adult woman. I'm assuming like having a guy who uh, can show empathy, can show mm-hmm. consideration and passion, can have difficult conversations. I'm guessing those are like qualities you're looking for in a guy. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So yeah. maybe this is an opportunity to see who handled it. Like it just, this is your world right now. You can't avoid yeah. it, you know? And I'm yeah. sorry you're dealing with that. And you're going to continue to grieve the loss of your father and your uncle, and it will continue to get better. And I think you stressing yourself out about this is, an, is only going to make it worse. Like, because you can't avoid it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They're you know, like you, like you can't go on a first date and be like, oh, well, here we go. Like, you know, as soon as they're like, what do you do for a living? You're just like, I fucking know where this is going to go. <laughs> And your energy is shot. Yeah. And so I'm saying your energy is changing even more than theirs, right? You're, you might be showing like, you know, your anxiety and your stress. Mm -hmm. And this is going to, those all play a part in conversations that you have, you know? So 
don't feel like you have to apologize, you know, like, and I don't, not that you would, but you're always like, well, I don't want, okay, here we go. Like, I know you didn't plan on having this conversation on the first date. Like, don't say things like that. You know, people have this way of being like, like whether you are directly apologizing or like passively, like, you know, like I said, I bet you didn't expect this or like, what do you think? Yeah. You know, like life happens to all of us, right? And mm. this is what you're going through. And the right person is going to listen to your story and say the right things that makes you feel safer or more comfortable might make you feel like you could even open up to a little bit more, won't feel the need to make it about them and trauma bond or, or dump on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you might just leave and go, you know what? That, that went better than I thought. I had a nice time, you know, because mm -hmm. no one, no one like no normal person is going to hear this story and look at you and go, Oh, well I can't date her. You know, like, I don't yeah. know if, it's I've I've never and I've gone on dates with people who have been like, yeah, my father passed. Like I've never had a thought of been like, oh well, red flag. You know, like <laughs> how could anyone do that? Be like, unfortunately, people die. We are we are all gonna die, right? And so Yeah. And I don't know what's going on in your head in terms of, you know, what you're thinking or you're projecting or wondering what people are thinking, but like if someone were to think that, like, oh my God, like then Date's over. Like you don't want them. Don't you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you're so worried about yeah. someone like not liking you, but like you wouldn't want them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just it's the trauma bonding more so than anything else that gets to me because I I didn't I don't need you to tell me everything the first day. And I feel like that opens up that door and Well, how often, it, how many times does that happen? Does that really happen? Or are you worried about it happening? <gasps> No, it happens a lot. It happens like get, a lot. Give me an example. I'm, I'm... Oh, that's the last day I went on. It was like last week or so. Dude was totally normal, totally great. And then I just mentioned the thing, like, just like, you know, like, so this is what I do and this is what's going on. And then he was like, oh yeah, like I had a complicated relationship with my dad and then I don't really talk to him anymore. And, you know, like my mom and him separated and he drank a lot and he used to hit me. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Like, hold on. So... <laughs> But what did you think about that? Like forgetting about the fact that you felt like he was just trying to match your story or trauma bond or whatever. Like you certainly got more information about this guy. Yeah. Um, and it happens a lot, like in general, just like in the profession that I've chosen, like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. But in my personal relationships, like I feel like that takes the attachment from the other person too far. Whereas I'm still on, this is a first date. I'm trying to figure out whether or not I like you. And I have to go home and sit with how I feel after being away from you and just see how that went and process how I feel. So after like something like that, when the other person ends up sharing a lot, I don't mind it at all. Like if that's your release, that's totally fine. But then it ends up taking things further, quicker for them. Whereas I'm still like, this was just a first date. Let me figure out how I'm feeling after this. Even if it's like a second date, like I still have to kind of sit with it, you know? Yeah. But I, I, but I guess I still go back to my original point that, you know, in that example that you gave, yeah. like how did, how did you see him in that moment? 
Um, I guess human. But human but, is yeah, trying but, to make me feel better. But there's no wrong answer. Like how were yeah. how did that change how you felt about him? I don't mean I'm not coming from an empathizing like, but like as a potential dating partner, were you like, you know, this guy is like I have like dad issues. Like you, you know, I don't know the relationship. It didn't I mean, change anything. Okay. It didn't change anything. No, I mean I was still interested, but then I hesitate with that a little bit. Like I'm still, I, I'll see him this weekend. Like we're going on a second date. It's fine. But like, then I hesitate a little bit where like, you're texting a little bit more, you're calling a little bit more. Like if I'm in school or if I'm studying, like I still have to do these things, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't think the fact that you shared a story about your dad passing away made him think that you liked him more than you do. Hey, I got a question for all you peeps out there. Are your thoughts running in endless circles in your mind? <laughs> I know they are for me. Amanda, also? Constantly. Constantly. A damn marathon. They're always Just running. A marathon of thoughts. Well, you know, it's not always good to overthink. You need to do something with those thoughts. And Headspace is here to help. That's right. Headspace. Headspace is a convenient dose of meditation, mindfulness, and sleep exercises to relieve stress and anxiety and help you get a good night's sleep all in one app. Make it easy to catch uh, your breath and make time for your mental health. It also has uh, other uh, helpful uh, classes or segments in their app. I don't know what you you want to call them, but like maybe to start your day helps uh, calm those kiddos down. Let's get everyone together and meditate. Anyways, uh, meditating is the key, uh, is a great key to helping your mental health and your emotional stress and just kind of getting back to neutral and just, you know, focus on yourself and Headspace is helping you do that. And it's uh, one of those most, most science-backed meditation apps in the world. A study proves in just two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. Who couldn't use 14% less st stress in their life? I would say it's reduced stress in my life by 27%, but that's just for me. I can't speak for everyone. They, 14. Me, 27. I don't know. I'm just saying. Find some Headspace at headspace.com slash V-I-A-L-L and get one month free, one month free of 14% less stress. And again, me, 27. Of their entire meditation library, of which there is so much to choose from, this is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com slash V-I-A-L-L today. Headspace.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Like he could still be, it's what, what you're describing is this guy seems like he's a little more excited about you than you might be about him right now. And you're uncomfortable with that? If, am I under, like that, that's what you seem to be describing. Yeah. And I just don't want it to be because someone thinks that I need like saving or I need like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just projecting. I think I'm just projecting. You, you might be I a little feel. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, people, regardless if they've dealt with death or trauma or whatever, often can go on a first or second date and one person is more into the other person. And then you're just okay. like, uh, uh, I don't know, like he's texting a lot or she's texting all the time. Like that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of almost impossible for two people to be in the exact same wavelength early on. I mean, we might say it, but like, you know, like who knows? yeah. So I just kind of have to step out from under my own shadow here is what you're telling me. A little bit, but also <laughs> too is, again, appreciate that you're learning more about these people. And it might say, oh, Ooh. I don't, you know, I don't love that about this person. Or, or maybe if it feels like they're, instead of listening to your story and simply saying, you know, I'm sorry you went like that, like, you know, obviously that must be challenging. I'm like, we can talk about it if you want. If not, like, I know we're just on a first date and, and not try to make it about them. 
you know, like, yeah, I wasn't there on this date, but it almost sounds like instead of just listening to you, he was just like, let me tell you about, you know, yeah, me. And, yeah. and, and, and listen, it's a, it's a fine line. You're not going to have to feel it out. But I, I think for you, the biggest thing is, yes, not try to project, not try to go in with like worried about this conversation happening. It's going to happen. And you just mm-hmm. need to accept that. And, and not apologize for it and, and, and realize that you're going to have this conversation on first dates more often than you would prefer. But either way, it's a conversation you're going to have to have. And mm-hmm. how people handle that conversation could be a great way to learn more about these people you say you're trying to decide if you like. So yeah. use that opportunity to see how they communicate, see how they handle these things, you know, um, and stuff like that. But I, I don't think this, this is the reason why he likes you more than you like him. Okay. Because okay, that can, ha- that can happen a million different ways. Okay. You know, it wasn't like, he's like, you're like, my, my dad passed away. He's like, oh, well, I love you. So like, I'm here to save you. Like, I don't, I'm sure maybe like some great, like some, I don't know. But I think the average guy is not immediately like, oh, let me be your hero. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Maybe, I, I certainly haven't had that thought, you know, it's, it's kind of like, Oh, that's, that's a terrible thing. I, I'm sorry. You know, you just, you know, yeah. so it would be a pretty that's arrogant fair. thing. And I'm, and, and plenty of guys are pretty arrogant to think, well, I can, I can make this all better. Her dad yeah. died. And if, yeah. you, and again, if you get that energy from a guy, that's the type of guy you want to like, that's a pretty big information that you don't, you don't need to spend more time with him. If you get a vibe that he is going to be, he's so arrogant that he can somehow help solve this problem. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like a problem. It's that's the thing. When people start seeing it as a problem, that's a huge red flag for me. Because it's not, it's just life. You're just like, I'm sorry. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, cause I think the way you deliver it, like, I just, I'm trying to imagine if you told me the story, it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Now, again, if, if they have like, I, I don't have this like baggage, like, you know, baggage, like this guy kind of unloaded his family stuff and thankful. And again, like that's stuff you probably want to know. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, how does he handle that? You know? Because some yeah, people wait six true. months to find out they have like some shit they need to work on. And like you described <laughs> someone who might like want to look into therapy. Oh, yeah. No, we, we talked about that. <laughs> okay. Well, these, you know, it sounds like you're on The Bachelor. Like, you know, you talk about shit on a first date that you know wouldn't normally talk about. It's not the end of the world. It's just you're confronting it head on quicker than you would down the road. Yeah. And the yeah. worst thing you can do is be resistant to the something you can't avoid and and make it a bigger deal than it needs to be and project and make it weird or get defensive or apologetic or whatever just you know own it i guess i mean it sounds almost weird but like just i kind of have to it's okay yeah and just give yourself grace to keep working through it and and it'll be fine but yeah there's no magic way to like figure out how to not how to avoid the conversation yeah, 
That's fair. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, best of luck. I hope that was helpful. (laughs) Thank you. It was. It was. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? I'm Bailey. How old are you? I'm 23. All right. How can I help? So I have a friend that I used to hang out with in college. And like back then it was strictly friends. And then I recently got out of a three-year relationship. So I, um, you know, I'm having fun and being single. I'm not ready for a commitment whatsoever. And over the summer, me and this friend, you know, decided to take it to start hooking up. Um, and this friend moved to Austin, Texas and a couple states away. And then he was been texting me to like come visit him. Like since the day he found out he had to move for work up until I booked my flight, which was like beginning of October. And right before I went to visit him, I went out on a date and like, because we are friends, like I just like gave him like that, like heads up, like strictly friends, like no feelings whatsoever for him. And then he got pretty nasty and was like, what, you can't wait a week and kind of like made those remarks. And then when I got to Austin, he, you know, we hooked up like this, like second we got to his place. And then we like met out, like went out with his friends and he was like, oh, like, I just got off. So if anyone wants around with her, let me know. And I was like, okay, like, that's it's pretty gross. not okay. Yeah. yeah, like, just not okay. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to, like, brush that off. Why? Because, like, we were just friends. I was like, okay, like, yeah, I wasn't comfortable. I Like, I was going to bring it up later. But, like, that to me was just, like, I'm not going to make a scene in front of everyone like i'd just rather like deal with it public like privately than publicly and then the next night we went out with another group of his friends and some of the friends left the bar and then when we were there he started making out with one of his friends but i didn't know that till later on so then we're like walking back to his place and the friend that he made out with earlier, like is at the bar, like going back to his place with us. I'm like, okay, like this is kind of weird, but like she lives like the apartment, like building right next to him. So it's okay. Like she's just going to get like walking home with us. And when we got to his place, I went and changed like out of like my outfit into the comfier clothes. And I walk into the kitchen and they're making out. And I'm like, Oh, okay, like, I'm, like, I walked, like, back into the room. I was like, okay, like, I don't know what to do. And then, like, they, like, called me back into the room. And then he texted me, hey, I'm going to, like, make a move. Like, do you want to get out of here? And I was like, yeah, okay. So, like, I decided to, like, go for a walk at, like, 2 a.m. in 43 weather. Wait, wait, he, like, and then, he asked you to leave, basically? Yes. Yeah. He texted me to leave. So like they so he hook could hook up. up. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. Okay. An hour goes by and I get not, it wasn't even an hour. And then I get the, you can come back text. And I don't respond right away. And like, he keeps like texting and calling me. And I'm just like, I like need to figure out like my thoughts. Like, this is like really weird. 
So then I get back and then he like drives her home and then he goes and showers and then he expects me to sleep in that bed that they just hooked up in, like not even like clean the sheets or anything. And then the next day he like keeps trying to hook up with me and I'm like, no, like I'm not like not into this. And then just cause like, I felt like really disrespected. And then right after that, he was like, Oh, like I couldn't even finish. Cause I was thinking about you. And I was like, that's like not okay. So like, I have like two questions. Like, is this person like even worth like being no. friends? No. no? Yeah. No. Okay. Next, then, next question. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I deal? Like, cause it's a shot to the ego. And I feel like that's what I'm struggling with the most. And like, yeah, what are you struggling with? Because like the answer seems so clear on this end. Like, okay, so I struggle with like self-image and like all those things like that yeah. to me, like just the way he was acting, like really reassures how like I feel about myself. So like how do I like get myself out of that like thought process and like just be like, oh, like he's just a cruddy person. Sure. But like to me, like the way he was acting like adds to like the way I like sometimes perceive myself. Yeah, that makes sense. You have to try to separate the two, mm -hmm. right? And it's just it's just self awareness, right? And you're there, like you, um, you recognize there's an ego thing, feeling um, disrespected, and regardless of your feelings towards him, when someone disrespects you, your ego's like, I should never be disrespected. Mm -hmm. And then when our egos feel disrespected, it has a way of trying to get validation from the person who disrespected us okay. right and so yeah. with that we have a tendency of kind of compromising uh, ourselves and our standards and you know the morals for ourselves be like we we do things we would say i would never do that because our ego is like yeah but we need to get validated because we feel yeah. disrespected there's this thing I, maybe ever i think men are more guilty than women when it comes to this. But when men feel disrespected, whether justified or not, when they feel, when their egos are triggered, uh, they have a way of wanting to punish the person who disrespected mm -hmm. them. Um, and to me, when you told the story of, you tried to show him respect by letting him know you were just gonna go on a date. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're adults. We're fuck buddies. Um, and like, and we he don't even like, live in the same state. Yeah. And, well, but that's neither here nor there. But did did you tell him or did he ask? I told him. He asked me what my plans were that weekend. And I oh, was like, and then you oh. told him your plans. Yeah. Okay. So he asked. So, like, he asked. Yeah, you chose not to like, lie to your fuck buddy. You're like, we're two yeah. adults. We're not dating. You asked me a question. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Some it, like whether he has feelings for you or not, you disrespected his ego. He's thinking this chick's flying out to see me. I'm gonna fuck, you know, whatever, and yeah. and she needs to go on a date with another dude. I, my dick's not good enough, you know. Like that's yeah. how he's thinking, and his immaturity. And like I've heard stories about like old men doing this. Like so, it's not just an age thing, you know. But it is a side of immature people and men. And I've just, I hear stories like this more 
where men are more guilty than women, but I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So he, his response like that, when he, when you like how crude and disgusting for him to say, Oh, I just had her. You have, you want to go at her? You know, like he want, he wanted, that was a deliberate attempt at making you feel less than because whether you, and you did nothing wrong, but mm -hmm. you telling him that you were going on a date made him feel less than. So, and like, even before I got there, so I flew out on a Friday and like that Wednesday, he hooked up with someone and he was bragging about it to me. So then I like jokingly, like word for word, like, oh, you couldn't wait two days. Like not even like, I was just like joking, like using like his own yeah, words against him. Sure. And I was like, but okay, we, like I, yeah, we, like, we, we, what we understand about this guy is he's not self-aware or mature. And just because you do something one way doesn't mean he's going to reciprocate. He is very reactive to his ego being triggered. He doesn't seem like he has like this kind of self-awareness that you seem to try to have. Like where you fight, you catch yourself doing things and you're just like, uh, Bailey, like, uh, like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't, it doesn't sound like he's there yet. He sounds just very in his own needs and bullshit, right? Like, he probably thinks, like, what? I don't know. What's the big deal? I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know. And, and that lack of self awareness is when you're like, oh, is he worth, no, he's totally not worth your time. Okay. Like, like he, even just like ha having for, like for we're in the same friend group. Like I don't know. Like I, he, as you said, like he lives in a different. He lives in a different yeah. city. Mm -hmm. Like how how like friend group what? Like how often do you need to see? Like it, never go to Texas. Yeah. And and if your friends still talk to him, like okay, it's fine. Because yeah. you know, like ultimately, he disrespected you. He made you feel uncomfortable. He was fucking weird and creepy. But like you're fine, right? Like you're okay. Yeah. So like you you have no hard feelings. You just know that like continuing to engage with this guy, certainly sleeping with him, is just like bad news for you, and it's going to continue to make you feel like less than, and it's going to trigger your ego and and make you vulnerable to do things that you know you don't want to do. So continuing to engage with him and hang out with him, you are aware that you will be a worse version of yourself, not a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So regardless of like the fact that you don't like them or whatever, or how good the sex is or not, like you don't want to hang out with anyone. That's like, every time I'm hanging out with this person, I do shitty things. And at some point, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable, but like you mm -hmm. are, you feel anxious. You feel like you're pining for validation, whatever it is. These are not qualities that, you want to have right like now so yeah and and you and just then, have to try to separate that like you know like this this feeling triggered and this need for validation does not mean you like him you know what i'm saying it does not mean anything other than like your ego is triggered yeah and like so i ended up blocking him like the second i got to the airport i was just like i felt so gross yeah and i like blocked him like do you think that was too dramatic like no. Because I like, uh, again, I'm having a hard my, time. My like, golden rule yeah. with blocking is if you're doing it for you, mm -hmm. it's okay. Okay. If you're doing it for a reaction, then it's not okay. So yeah. reaction means and, you're doing it for them. If you're just doing it for your peace of mind, your mental health, you don't want, you don't want to give them access. If you're doing it to remove someone's access to you, you don't need a justifiable reason. 
Mm-hmm. You don't need to explain it to anyone. They don't have to like it. That's fine. But if you're doing it for your mental health, block away. You don't have to explain okay. it to anyone. But you should okay. never do it to get a reaction. You should yeah, never I, block someone and wonder what they think about it. Yeah, no. This, it was just like I needed like a cleanse of like get that weekend behind me and like figure out like my thoughts. Because like the second I got off, like got out of the car, like into the airport, he like kept texting me about like how much it meant to him that I like went out to visit him. And I was like, this doesn't add up with like your actions. Like I'm just not going to even like involve myself more how, into how this. How old is this guy? He's 23. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, maybe he's not, he, he, your examples you're giving are pretty crude and gross. Yeah. And he has a lot of growing up to do. He doesn't sound very self-aware. Is he a terrible guy? No, you know, probably not, you know, but it's not your job to let him know or fix him or get him to wake up and, and, and have him grow. So like, don't try to spend a lot of time being like, Oh, it doesn't add up. Like he is a very immature guy that when things don't go his way, nothing else matters than his immediate needs to feel validated and important. And once he feels validated and important, then he can go back to being like, oh, I had a nice time. Like, can I get you a cup of coffee? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it doesn't add up. You know, Mm -hmm. his need to like have sex with that other girl was about validating himself. I could do this, you know? Yeah. And it's incredibly selfish and immature. So once he felt validated and good, he could start being the good guy, quote unquote, that he thinks he is. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So he was just feeding his ego and like, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me or anything I've done. It's just all yeah. on him. At some, he's like, completely unself aware of how, how shitty he's been acting. And that's not an excuse. Like, and again, yeah. not your job to explain it to him. It's just a sign for you to run and block him and, and yeah. just avoid it. Yeah. And, and, and then like, again, it's not your concern, but like if he has any decency in him, when he realizes you've blocked him, maybe he'll spend some time reflecting about how that weekend went and maybe mm-hmm. realize I, I was, wow, I was a big piece of shit. That was gross. Like yeah. I wouldn't want like a girlfriend of mine or my daughter someday, you know, my girlfriend, I mean like any woman I cared about yeah. to like experience and, and mm-hmm. be uncomfortable and all based off of what? Because she went on a date? Yeah. And we're not... And- yeah. And like, I talked it over with one of my friends. Like I called him when I was like walking and like, he was like, no, like this just was not like a healthy situation. He's like, clearly like this guy, either he doesn't have sisters or he doesn't have friends and he doesn't know how to treat others properly. So it was just not the weekend I was expecting either. So it just like threw me for a loop. Yeah, he's not, a, he's, he's not a good dude. I mean, and he, maybe he has some growing, you know, he has some, you know, good qualities, but he's got a lot of growing up to do. And yeah, yeah, it's not a good situation. Yeah, but, and so for you, it's just a good practice to, again, when, when we recognize like our ego is being triggered to like take a moment and say, well, why am I, why am I doing this? Why do I care? You know, when you are doing, when you care about things that you don't think you should care about, that's a good sign that your ego is, is being triggered and your ego searching for validation for something, Mm -hmm. you know, big picture wise 
you don't need. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's easier said than done, but like, I've really noticed like every single time now, like I'm going to like, that I have thought about it. I'm like, no, like this isn't because I'm into him or anything like that. It was just a shot to the ego and you got to separate the two. Yeah. And you know, a fuck buddy situation should be, you can still have a mutual respect and consideration. And uh, yeah, if you're mm-hmm. going to fly and, and meet up, like you can avoid doing that or hooking up and making yeah. out with other people. And that is not the same as going on a date with someone in your like hometown because like no. you're interested in like in a relationship and you're fine with if he went on a date, but like throwing in your face and having sex with like, I mean, God, just what a creep. Okay. You're, you're good. You. Never. I don't think you should ever talk to him again. <laughs> yeah, I don't plan on it. It's just, it's weird because he also like tries to hit up my sister and she's warn her. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, okay, like that's also gross in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only reason you should talk to him is if he hits up your sister, you should reach him and be like, don't ever fucking talk to my sister ever again. And if you do, yeah. I'll tell everyone how big of a fucking creep you are. I mean, you could say that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that pretty would be good. The I only, might use it. That would be the only reason to talk to him. Other than that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good line to throw out there if I need it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through this and experience this, but I'm glad you're doing okay. Yeah. You got to live and you learn. Yeah, you do. All right. I'll take care. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. What's your name? My name is Bryce and I am 22 years old. How can I help Bryce? Now, uh, talk about moving in with my girlfriend. Okay. And she, we've been together for six months. Okay. And things are progressing. Quickly. Um, quickly. <laughs> yeah. Very quickly. Okay. Um, we've been spending a lot of time together, staying with her a lot because it's near my school where I go to college. Uh-huh. And it seems to work out. Um, her lease is up. She wants to get a new apartment and she has asked me to move in. And now one of those factors moving in is to have my dad's, um, you know, kind of blessing or saying that it is okay to move in. And, um, we were able to have a conversation with him and surprisingly he was okay with it. Okay. And, um, now one of the things is, you know, am I ready? And a little bit of me, like knowing myself, I am ready. Like I'm excited for, it. I'm the youngest in my family. So I get to finally, you know, head out. And now one of the biggest questions is, okay, if I leave, you know, I don't want to come back. But what do you mean? Both, when, if you leave, you want to come back? You know, if I leave my house now and you know, something that doesn't work out living with her. And, and, and do you, you live know, with your parents or do you live by yourself? I live with just my dad and my brother. Gotcha. And we're all close. We're all close. Am I ready? Is it too soon? Um, yeah, I think the relationship progress with my girlfriend and I, it's going great. Uh-huh. It's going great. And I just, you know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's really, it's really quite, you're really quite charming, but uh, you're probably not ready. It's probably mm-hmm. too fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, should you move in? You know, I'm not here to say. I, I, I'm a firm believer that especially in this day and age where moving in has like weirdly become 
something couples do like pretty fucking fast. And right. like the first year, it's like, you know, we did a for like six or 12 months. Like what's next? We can't get married because that's nuts, but let's live together. Like, like, right. like it's like this <laughs> next weird step we, we do. And then we'll be like, well, we spent all our time together. And it's like, it would just, uh, I don't think people should move in to save money. I don't think people should move in based off of convenience, uh, things like that. If you decide to move in, I think it's, I think it's healthy that you're realistic. And it sounds like you are like, I don't know. What if it doesn't work out? Your concerns are all like about your pride and your ego. And I'm going to tell you this right now, as a, you're a young 22 year old man, things aren't going to go the way you plan. I mean, get used to it. And, and, and so whether it's you move in with your girlfriend, you guys break up in a year, you move back home with mom and my dad and brother, they give you some shit or whatever. (laughs) That shit's going to happen, man. Like it might not, I'm not saying you're gonna break up, but like some version of, I never thought I would, this would happen to me is going to happen to you time over time over time. And that humility, it ends up being a great thing. And that's where you get perspective. And then at some point you'll stop saying things to yourself like this isn't going to happen to me because it is like you know and so if you decide to move with her i think you can i think that concern of what if we break up you know what's going to happen if you break up you'll break up you'll figure it out you'll be heartbroken you'll be sad or you'll be relieved i don't know and you'll have some right. inconveniences of moving back in or getting a different place. And again, who knows when you, if, if you were to break up, could be two years from now. And at that point, you don't want to move back in with dad or brother. You just get your own place or maybe you make some friends, you get some roommates. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, one of the big things too is like, you won't know until you try. There is that. But why do you, why do you want to move in with her? I think it'd be a great opportunity to learn how to balance financially and really just kind of understand living together. And, you know, we're kind of doing it now, but the thing is I won't have that escape route. Oh, I just want to go home and I'll get to stay there for the weekend. You know, I won't have that. (laughs) If I live with her, I won't have that, you know, escape route or whatever, if something would happen. Sure. Are you, I mean, are you, you've been dating for six months. Like, are you, are you trying to get married tomorrow? No. When are you trying no, to get married? Um, if you're if, in a planning world. In a planning world, I have a year and a half of school left. I will be a, a teacher and I plan on doing getting married about three to four years. Okay. Okay. Nice plan. I had a similar plan. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, like I just don't think you should do a lot of that type of planning. And you're, right. if, if this is just my advice, man. Like, what the fuck mm-hmm. do I know? But like, and maybe I'm projecting my own life onto you. But I think in this day and age, I think it's good to keep your options open. And that doesn't mean not right. have girlfriends. And I, I think you know, if you if you really like this girl and you love her, go for it, man. Yeah. Like, m- make it right. work. Like, see if there's something there. But just because you met at 22, mm-hmm. doesn't mean like you have to like escalate it. You know, it, it doesn't mean you know, maybe you, you know, I don't just, I, I would allow the, allow the space to say, there's nothing. It's, I think it's a scary thing to say. And I think some people take it as unromantic to say to themselves and to their partners and to each other. Let's see how it goes. Right. I really like you. 
today I love you and you love me. And and if you listen to the show, I talk about like waking up every day and choosing your partner. Absolutely. And, I, and I, I believe in that. And you guys decided to move in in six months. Does it mean you're more in love than a couple who sees each other three times a week? If you guys get married married in, in a year and a half, it doesn't mean you're more in love than the couple who's like trying to make long distance work. You know, like it just doesn't mean anything. It's everyone's individual relationship choices are, are their own. And I think, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I like to attach meaning to my choices in the relationship as it relates to how much we cared for each other. And yeah. I, I think a lot of young people do that because we, we, like, we want to feel like our love means something. It's special. We want our love to be special. And it, and of course, and it is, but it's just, you just have to, you have to be patient with a, a, attaching a value to what your love means because every day is a new day to decide how special that love is and how special do you want to make it. Right. I totally agree on that. And I think part of me, it's kind of like, you know, I don't like it, but it's life is the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the answer to this all the time. And that's okay. And, you know, just roll with it. Like you said, just wake up and roll with it and see what happens. And I think I'm kind of leaning toward that way. Um, I'll just, you know, I think that is what I'm leaning toward. Now, is it crazy? Yeah. <laughs> it probably is crazy, but, <laughs> you know. Who, who, who do you think wants it more? Uh, she does. Okay. I think I, I I think people should want it the same amount. And let me ask you this. Do you feel comfortable saying, babe, can I be honest with you? The idea of living with you seems great. And honestly, best thing I've had in my life so far. Really like where it's going. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't, you know, I just think it's going a little fast. Do you feel comfortable saying that to her? I do feel comfortable saying that. Okay. I, I do. And, but again, you know, I, I don't know why I'm like this, but I won't know until I try. Like, I don't know. Sure. Well, I know. mean, if you're an exhibitionist, then, nuts, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And, and listen, you know, like, we all try to experience things different ways. And that's kind of my point. Like, you're right. Like, if you move in with her, nothing like that's going to happen. Like, you, right. the worst thing that could happen, you realize, like, oh, that was nuts. And yeah. what just to, to, if you move into each other, you have a lot more to learn about each other than you know about each other right now. Whatever you right. feel like you know about each other, if it feels like you know each other forever, there's a lot more you don't know about each other than know. And when you, as soon as you move in with each other, that is going to be, uh, you're going to go into like hyperdrive in terms of how much you learn about each other. For all you know, it could go absolutely wonderful. Right. How much uh, do you, uh, like in terms of the time you spend with each other, are you guys comfortable doing things on your own? Yes. Yep. And there's always time where, um, like, Hey, I, I need to go do this on my own. I need to, you know, I like to run. So I get out and run a lot. Um, I go to my practice cause I'm a coach and I like doing all those things. And she supports me with those things. And, uh, we always spend time either like watching a movie and then doing our own thing, you know, homework, you know, we're trying to learn that as we go. And I think one of the things that I'm leaning toward moving in is because of that, 
she's understanding on, okay, I need to do homework. So, you, you know, you need to leave me alone. <laughs> so doing those things is kind of helping, helping that out to get me, you know, to understand I'm ready to move in with her. Okay. Uh, have two TVs. Yes. You know, sports, <laughs> I got to watch them all. Man. You know, <laughs> watch your own shows. Are you, are you planning on like combining finances? Not yet. We're, we're just going to split the, uh, you know, the rent and then, um, yeah, I, I and stuff. We talk about that. I mean, you're calling you know, it as for my advice, so I'm just going to give it. My financial advice would be: you guys are roommates as well as partners, and until you're married, this like playing house bullshit and like let's just like combine finances because like we live together. Like, no, that's for married couples. And if you want to get married, propose. But like until then, you know, like you're my roommate. Well, you know, you are roommates. And a couple. And married people are just married people. You know? Uh, so I think it's important that you, I think, and I think you should be able to have that conversation with her. You know, like, do not, any conversation you think you might need to have with her, you need to have with her before you move in with her. You know, upfront expectations. How are you going to handle finances? You know, and things will change, but you should at least have a conversation about like, how things might change. And, and this will be certainly a crash course and you guys, your guys' ability to have conversations about things you didn't expect to have and, and, and getting annoyed with each other. Have you guys been annoyed with each other yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that's good. That's normal. That's normal stuff. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's six months, man. A lot of people are just like, oh, they're fucking great. I don't think anything's wrong with them. And I'm like, okay. Um. So I guess good that she annoys you. And I mean that in yeah. a real positive. But yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> it sounds like you just got to be realistic, man, is I guess my overall advice. Like don't play house any more than you already are in the sense that you guys are living together. You know, you're, you're both roommates and a couple. And so separate finances, like don't buy things together. Mm -hmm. Like don't buy a couch mm -hmm. together. You buy the couch, I'll buy the kitchen table, whatever. Right. Right. You know? And we actually did discuss that in that way instead of going half on it. Right. And I think it's okay to still acknowledge that we've been only dating for six months and we don't know. We, we might want each other to be our forever person, but we don't know if each other is. We're just deciding to do this kind of like thing and fast forwarding because like whatever, this is what we want. And is it the smartest idea? I don't know, but we want it and so be it. We're going to do it. And that fine. If you're realistic, go nuts. And yeah. if you guys break up, like whatever, you move back in with dad, like who cares? And, and you know, another thing too, that kind of factors in is her family. And now I'm very family oriented and, but I'm not totally warmed up to her family yet. And I don't know what that is. I never had that before. I never had that, you know, I usually warm up to families right away. And, and this, her family is just a little. What don't little you like different. about them? Just kind of the terminology they use. I mean, I don't know if it's just because they're always open and, and like kind of no filter things. Um, I'm, sometimes I'm like, oh man, you really just said that while I'm here, you know? And I don't know if it's because of that or if something I'm used to, like conversations with my family and I don't see it both ways. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just part of getting to know. That's part of dating someone. Uh, you don't have to like them. Just have to right. have a mutual respect and it just depends on how... I mean, I wouldn't ignore how close is, is she with her family? 
she's close, but she's not that close like how I am with my family. Okay. And, you know, I think she had a rough past. That's why she moved out at a young age. And maybe that's why I'm not warming up to them right away because I know she's had a rough past. So I don't, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to love them or, you know, like them. You just have to respect them and have them respect you. And that is part of dating someone to not necessarily, you know, be in love with uh, the in-laws, so to speak. But I don't know if that necessarily, especially it doesn't sound like they're that involved in her life in terms of like her own choices. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Family is only a major concern when it's like, I mean, quite honestly, you know, the relationship you have with your dad, you wanted to get his blessing, right? That mattered to you. And right. that that can impact a relationship because like, you know, let's say you're like, oh, I want to move with my girlfriend. Like, I'm desperate too. And she's like, me too. And then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, but I got to talk to dad. And dad's like, no, like that could impact uh, uh, the relationship. But if they're not really impacting her choices and they're just like there and she's like, yeah, these are my parents. I, you know, I love them and we have a relationship, but like, I don't need to see them all that much. Then right. I don't think you got to worry about it too much. And you know, is that bad if we do more with my family than her family? Like, is that, not that be depends together? on what, what does she think? I mean, I've had, I've dated women who are like, I love your family and I got a, a relatively like close and my parents are great and they're nice to be around. And some of the people I dated weren't particularly close with their family. And so they right. kind of bonded with mine. Yeah, I just yeah, she loves my family, yeah. and we, we would do dinner every Sunday. You know, everyone's choices are different, man. I think as far as your relationship goes, how you guys communicate and work through differences, and how much time you guys spend to, with each other, and your kind of love languages and, and things like that, and how you guys respect it to the the free time you both need to be independent. The, all those things matter way more than like. I need to like love my parents and like or like my parents, you know. You just need to respect e- each other's families and you know, don't f- it's not a competition. Like don't make her feel like her family's le- like oh my family's better than your family because we like hang out with my family. Just like don't make it about right. that and it won't be about that. Be honest with yourself and w- don't wait to have conversations with your girlfriend. Right. Right. And it's hard for me to open up as like, she's an open book, you know, it's just sometimes it's hard for me to open up. That's why I try to look at it both ways. Well, just be careful I that you're really, not, it's, you're not, it's not hard for you to open up because you're afraid of her answer. Right. Because yeah, she true. sounds like, you know, she's been on her own for a while. She's independent. She's, you know, she's an open book. And it sounds like, you know, you're like, oh, her family kind of like says some crazy shit, you know, like, well, just remember the yeah. apple doesn't too fall f- far from the tree. You know, right. so she's a big personality. She's probably, you know, she wants this. And like, just make sure that you don't lose yourself in this. Make sure you're not the one who's constantly compromising. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree on that. All right, man. Well, best of luck. Um, Thanks, man. Sounds like you're going to do this and uh, we'll see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely see. We'll definitely have to catch up. We'll All right, man. Check-in. All right. Let us know. All right, All right man. Take thank care, you. buddy. All right. Thank you for calling. You too. All right. Yep. Bye. Bye. How's it going? Hi, my name's Macy. I am 26 years old. Hi, Macy. How can I help? So basically, I've been seeing this guy for about three months. We met on a dating app. 
after about a month, we had a conversation where he just moved into town and he said he didn't want to be in a relationship. And I was like, chill. We've only been seeing each other for one month. I don't even know you. You're an internet stranger. So let's continue to hang out and see where it goes and reassess, which I thought was a, a good conversation. Um, and then he moves and he basically just not ghosts me because I would text him and he would give me short responses back. Um, and then that made me feel not great because he wasn't asking like, how are you? Even though I asked him, Hey, how was your move? What's going on? And it was three weeks went by and I hadn't seen him. Mm -hmm. And then finally I was just like, Hey, that's not okay. I know we're not dating, but you know, I want people in my life. I want to feel cared about. So then he kind of blows back like, well, I didn't want a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't want one either yet because I don't know you. So we're sort of at the standstill where he apologized and things are back to normal. But I just don't know what to do because every time I try to explain expectations, he throws that, but I don't want a relationship. So yeah, yeah, I, I just don't know what to do. Well, why are you investing in this guy? I think, well, when we are together, like he's, I typically get very anxious in relationships. And I think at the beginning, he did make me feel very secure of that. We could both be independent people, but then rely on one another. And he's really awesome to hang out with. But now I'm starting to get that anxious feeling again. So, yeah. Well, could I'm you be more to... specific uh, about like what it is he said or made you feel about? Because it's like you're not dating. He yeah. has since moved. Well, he he just moved apartments in the same city. Okay, so, still so you're in, still in yeah. the same city. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He just like um, moved. Okay, just got yeah, a new he just, got a new place. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And so I gave him time to do that, and I'm not being like, I'm not being texting every day. It was literally like a week went by after he moved, and I was like, "Hey, how are you?" And then he goes, "I'm doing great. The movement well." And there was no like how are you the past week or like what's going on with you? And it's not that I care about people without the expectation of them caring about me back. That's who I am. But it did kind of red flag went up. Do you, where I was you like, care oh. about them? I think I do to an extent. Yeah. yeah like well, I think, to what extent? I think to the extent of that, I want to know more. Okay. I think I just take, I take a long You're time. You're interested to like, in them. Yeah, exactly. No, I yeah. yeah. I mean, not to mince words, but I think that's a more accurate way to describe how you feel is that you're interested in them. Yeah. They care about someone, like, sounds like you care for them. Yeah, that's true. When yeah, so you, maybe it's not. And I'm, I'm curious, when you say I care for them, how do you, how, what does that mean to you? I think to me, it's like, oh, I'm concerned about like what's going on in your life. I want to see you more. If well, you. Concern, like, concerned sounds. Or interested? I think I'm genuinely, I genuinely care that his move went well, and I want, and I wanted it to go. Sure, well. really, you're a nice person. Yeah, yeah I get it. I guess. Um, um, I, I just you you you're invested in this guy. It sounds like you know you're calling and you're want to know how to handle it. But I'm I'm not. I'm trying to understand why you're so invested. It makes sense why you're interested in learning more. That's fair. But part yeah. of, and and what you described early on as you met him and like how many dates did you go on that you had a nice time that you didn't feel anxious or notice some of these red flags? It was like six or seven dates. 
So I guess that's pretty big for me because I don't sure, okay. typically. So you, yeah. And those six or seven dates were all like pretty great. Yeah, they're really good. There was no hiccups. We have a great rapport and yeah, we have a lot and of And during together. those six or seven dates, part of the conversation of like, I don't want a relationship came up. Yeah, it was after, I think, yeah, after like date five or six, he was sort of like, yeah, I can see where this is going. And he had just moved to so, this city. So you date, you went on six or seven dates before this conversation came up? Yes. Okay. And so when he tried to define this not relationship, he yeah. mentioned he didn't want a relationship. Yeah. And I kind of countered with, well, do you just not, because he, he gave me the, his reasons, which is makes a lot of sense. He just moved here. He doesn't have like a home base. He's still like move in a transitional living situation at that time. And I said, no worries. And he was just afraid of losing his independence. And so we kind of, I'm like the person where I only want to hang out with you once a week anyways. Um, Cause I have a lot of my own stuff going on. And so I was like, that's fine. I don't want a relationship with you yet either because I don't know you. And I think maybe the question I should have asked was, do you not want a relationship or do you not want a relationship with me? But I don't know if those are two different questions or they're the same. Well, I think maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't beat yourself up about not asking uh, those questions because I don't know if you, I don't know if he knows the answer to either of those questions. But what you could have asked is, what does not a relationship mean to you? You know, like for the people, and, and this is very relatable, you know, this happens a lot. You know, someone in this situationship that you're in will be like, no, I don't want to. I don't, I don't really want a relationship. And whatever the reason is, though, you know, I just moved, I want my freedom, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, oh, I don't want one either. And then that either stops. But they, they want to keep hanging out to, on some level. He's, he's responding to you. He's open to seeing you again. And so I would be curious if I were you, is what is, what does that mean? Like what is not hanging, what is not being in a relationship but still hanging out mean to you? Like what would be fair expectations to have of one another? Or, or, or do you just want the total freedom to come and go in and out of each other's lives with zero expectations? And he has the right to say yes. And then at least you have the truth there. And then you can decide, do I want to keep investing in someone who just told me he wants absolutely no expectations. He wants to be able to hang out with me on a Tuesday, not reach out to me for a week, and then hang out and say, what are you doing? And then you don't get to be like, where have you been? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think that's, that's something I could do. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like that's something he's interested in doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you got to get him to admit that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think whenever I do have, whenever we do have those conversations, he just kind of just shuts down as like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And so okay. it's hard for me to find answers. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I'm, it's, it's tough. It, it's tough in the moment to think of like, oh, the perfect question you should have asked him. Yeah. But like part of it is because you're sometimes afraid to hear the truth. You know, there's a little bit of that. But when someone says yeah, what probably. they don't want or what they want, you need to figure out what that means, you know, because it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You know, you saying, oh, well, I don't want a relationship either. 
like is is just you is kind of a little your ego being like well me too like you know you know, you know i don't like I'm not chasing you, man, but like you do, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are interested in finding someone to be in a relationship with if you yeah, get to know right. them and like what you learn about them. You, yeah. you saying, well, I don't want to be in, in a relationship with you uh, yet either is there's the yet is the operative word and because you're hopeful that you will continue to like what you get to know. You know, you've liked the first six or seven dates and then he popped you with this, you know, this, hey, I don't want a relationship. And you're like, well, I don't want a relationship with you either because like I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone I've only been on six and seven dates with and I have more to learn about you. And he, that's not what he was saying. It sounds like, it sounds like he was like, I, yeah. I just moved here. I don't want a relationship with anyone. And yeah. maybe it could be, I don't want a relationship with you, but he's probably not going to say that. And he also like, I also believe that someone in his position might simply just say, I, I don't like, this is happening too fast. You seem nice, but like, you know, new, new city, new people. Like I want to meet a lot of chicks. You know, <laughs> I want to, I want some flexibility. I want to be adventurous. I want to, you know, and you know, a lot of people will say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I'm fun. We can be adventurous together. <laughs> And and maybe you are, and maybe you can, but you know, com relationships do take commitment and sacrifice, and you don't have as much freedom uh, in a relationship you have out of it. And maybe he is yeah. prioritizing his freedom and independence. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it's just yeah, how to initiate that conversation, which I think you've laid out. I but. feel like he kind of had it already, to be honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah, me too. But yeah, I think that's where it just feels like we're at a standstill and that we're, if we have another conversation, it's just going to be talking in circles. Um, Here's what so, I would do. Mm -hmm. I would wait for him to reach out to you. Yeah, but what if he doesn't? <laughs> then then you like, have your, then you have your answer. <gasps> oh, but I hate the fizzle. That's like the worst it's way to a, go. It's not a fizzle. <laughs> yeah, but I, it, I don't think this situation requires some sort of dramatic conversation or breakup. Yeah. Yeah. You've gotten yourself Maybe. in a bit of a situation ship. You, there's a bit of a yeah. power dynamic struggle. You're trying to find, you know, and while you don't like this because it makes you feel confused or unsettled. And I, I get that, but um, reaching out to him, and forcing a conversation he doesn't either A, want to have, or B, feels like he's already had it, is not going to get you what you want. Not yeah. reaching out to him, going about your, you know, your world does not revolve around this guy, correct? Right, yeah. You have plenty of things going on. You got friends, you got a job, whatever, you have other interests. So remember that. Because when I say, don't let him call you, you're like, oh, God, I can't do that. Because in your head, you're going to be like, that's all I want to be thinking about. Well, don't. Don't think about it. And when you, yeah. like, I know like sometimes it's either said than done, but you can just be like, hey, I don't, no, stop it. Like, yeah, I'm bummed. I don't know. But also, I'm assuming in your list of qualities you want in someone you just met, excitement to hang out with you would be up there in terms of things you want. And so right yeah. now, 
he's not excited to talk to me. So that is your answer. So stop chasing a call. And when he, okay, so let's assume you can do this. You don't reach out. <laughs> let's, yeah. and then let's, he, assume. let's, let's assume. assume. Let's assume. Let's <laughs> assume. And then he reaches out. And he's like, hey, wh- what's up? I haven't heard from you. I'm like, oh, I've just been busy or whatever. And then he's like, well, do you want to hang out? And you say, listen, I really enjoy you. I've really enjoyed liking to get to know you. But, you know, you mentioned you don't want a relationship. And while I'm not necessarily, while I'm not ready to be in a relationship with you, I do want a relationship with, and you don't seem like you're in a position to want to make anyone a priority. And that is okay. And I want to feel like someone I'm dating wants to make me, at least on some level, feel like a priority. And, you know, and again, that's totally okay. And then let him see, like, you know, and I've, we've talked about this a lot on different, you know, callers, but you just saying what you're observing of him and stating what you want is going to go a lot further than asking him a bunch of questions he doesn't have answers to or doesn't know how to say it honestly. So you just say it for him. Because he's yeah. told you this. This is, what, you know, like all you are is this like articulating to him back what he's already said to you and also showed with his actions. And in a sense that he's like, you know, when I say let him call you, you have a real fear of him not calling. And then the yeah. second real fear is him not calling for five days. And then picking up and be like, yeah. hey, what's up? You want to go to a movie? And you're just like, I've been wanting you to call every day for the past five days. What the fuck? And that is not something you should be feeling in an early dating situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I do feel like it is a me not wanting to give up power and space for him when he does make me feel anxious. So, Yeah, but dumping it on him <laughs> isn't going to help. Yeah. Like, why didn't you call? Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, you know, you've had yeah. the conversation. Having another conversation isn't going to help. You're right. He's made I it pretty clear. I, I wouldn't even call it fizzle. Like, you don't call it fizzle. Yeah, fizzle implies that you are going to be waiting around and like hoping he calls and like he's not like we both know he's not calling anytime soon and he's yeah. we, we both know he's not going to call call reach out to you as quickly as you hope he does right because right you'd like him to call you right now and be like hey do you want to go yeah. to a movie tonight and that should tell you something right yeah so accept that that's not going to happen. And you can be okay. disappointed about it, you know, yeah. and, and then choose to want someone who wants to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, it's, it is like a pattern in my relationships where I just, I have like avoidant people who are like, no, I don't. And I'm just not sure like how to find someone. Well, I wouldn't call him avoidant. And again, I'm not necessarily an expert in attachment yeah. styles, but he's just a guy who has other priorities in his life right now. Yeah. I mean, he went on, he went on six dates and as soon as it came up, he was, sounds like he was actually pretty clear about what he didn't want. I'm, I wouldn't give him like yeah. a gold star or say he should be running seminars in communication, but like it, 
he gave you enough of information yeah. to kind of like, if, if, if you wanted to hear his truth, he was telling you his truth. And that is, he doesn't want to make anyone but himself a priority, especially when it comes to dating. And he is yeah. hoping people, including you, are willing to hang out with him at his convenience whenever he wants and won't, fee and won't make him feel guilty for doing other things whenever he wants. <laughs> That's what he wants right now. Yeah. Dang. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's a bummer though, but yeah. And the one sense. thing that might make him change his mind is to show him with your actions that you aren't waiting around with him, that you won't be okay with only hanging out with him to his convenience. That when he does call once every three or four days, you most likely have other shit to do. And even if you don't, you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I did do that and it did, I don't think it worked because I, there you I go. have been like going. <laughs> well, you yeah, have to, you have to be willing to accept, you know, like that. There's this, I, when you make a, whatever your list is of qualities you're looking for someone to got, this guy is not, I don't know what your list is, but I guarantee you these, what he is showing you isn't on his list. And yet you keep saying, I keep uh, like attracting a, like these avoidant men. No, you keep chasing guys who show you that they aren't willing to make you a priority. Yeah. And you calling it, I keep going after like guys with like an attachment <laughs> style. Like, it's like, that's just like a, it's a real nice way of saying you like chasing people who aren't willing to make you a priority. And that's your choice. And that's not a problem with yeah. them. That's a problem with you. Yeah. I think this guy just needs to just go around and, and meet new people and fuck around. And he's just not, Ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. And if you are, you have to respect yourself enough to not go after people who say they're not. I feel good about that. <laughs> yeah. They often tell you. You just have to listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You're going to be okay. I, I, I'm certain of it. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Best of luck. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send your questions to asknick at castmeter.com. Cast with a K for your Ask Nick questions. Subscribe, tell your friends, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. See you back tomorrow.